Prophets, Chapter 7 The high priest asked Stephen, Are they telling the truth about you? Stephen answered, Friends, listen to me. Our glorious God appeared to our ancestor Abraham while he was still in Mesopotamia, before he had moved to Haran. God told him, Leave your country and your relatives and go to a land that I will show you. Then Abraham left the land of the Chaldeans and settled in Haran. After his father died, Abraham came and settled in this land where you now live. God didn't give him any part of it, not even a square metre. But God did promise to give it to him and his family forever, even though Abraham didn't have any children. God said that Abraham's descendants would live for a while in a foreign land. There they would be slaves and would be ill-treated four hundred years. But he also said, I will punish the nation that makes them slaves. Then later they will come and worship me in this place. God said to Abraham, Every son in each family must be circumcised to show that you have kept your agreement with me. So when Isaac was eight days old, Abraham circumcised him. Later, Isaac circumcised his son Jacob, and Jacob circumcised his twelve sons. These men were our ancestors. Joseph was also one of our famous ancestors. His brothers were jealous of him and sold him as a slave to be taken to Egypt. But God was with him and rescued him from all his troubles. God made him so wise that the Egyptian king Pharaoh thought highly of him. Pharaoh even made Joseph governor over Egypt and put him in charge of everything he owned. Everywhere in Egypt and Canaan, the grain crops failed. There was terrible suffering, and our ancestors could not find enough to eat. But when Jacob heard that there was grain in Egypt, he sent our ancestors there for the first time. It was on their second trip that Joseph told his brothers who he was, and Pharaoh learnt about Joseph's family. Joseph sent for his father and his relatives. In all, there were seventy-five of them. His father went to Egypt and died there just as our ancestors did. Later their bodies were taken back to Shechem and placed in the tomb that Abraham had bought from the sons of Hamor. Finally, the time came for God to do what he had promised Abraham. By then the number of our people in Egypt had greatly increased. Another king was ruling Egypt and he didn't know anything about Joseph. He tricked our ancestors and was cruel to them. He even made them leave their babies outside so they would die. During this time, Moses was born. He was a very beautiful child, and for three months his parents took care of him in their home. Then, when they were forced to leave him outside, the king's daughter found him and raised him as her own son. Moses was given the best education in Egypt. He was a strong man and a powerful speaker. When Moses was forty years old, he wanted to help the Israelites because they were his own people. One day he saw an Egyptian ill-treating one of them, so he rescued the man and killed the Egyptian. Moses thought the rest of his people would realise that God was going to use him to set them free, but they didn't understand. The next day Moses saw two of his own people fighting, and he tried to make them stop. He said, Men, you are both Israelites, why are you so cruel to each other? 
but the man who had started the fight pushed Moses aside and asked, Who made you our ruler and judge? Are you going to kill me just as you killed that Egyptian yesterday? When Moses heard this, he ran away to live in the country of Midian. His two sons were born there. Forty years later, an angel appeared to Moses from a burning bush in the desert near Mount Sinai. Moses was surprised by what he saw. He went closer to get a better look, and the Lord said, I am the God who was worshipped by your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. Moses started shaking all over and didn't dare to look at the bush. The Lord said to him, Take off your sandals. The place where you are standing is holy. With my own eyes I have seen the suffering of my people in Egypt. I have heard their groans and have come down to rescue them. Now I am sending you back to Egypt. This was the same Moses that the people rejected by saying, Who made you our leader and judge? God's angel had spoken to Moses from the bush, and God had even sent the angel to help Moses rescue the people and be their leader. In Egypt and at the Red Sea and in the desert, Moses rescued the people by performing miracles and wonders for forty years. Moses is the one who told the people of Israel, God will choose one of your people to be a prophet, just as he chose me. Moses brought our people together in the desert, and the angel spoke to him on Mount Sinai. There he was given these life-giving words to pass on to us. But our ancestors refused to obey Moses. They rejected him and wanted to go back to Egypt. The people said to Aaron, Make some gods to lead us. Moses led us out of Egypt, but we don't know what's happened to him now. Then they made an idol in the shape of a calf. They offered sacrifices to the idol and were pleased with what they had done. God turned his back on his people and left them. Then they worshipped the stars in the sky, just as it says in the book of the prophets. People of Israel, you didn't offer sacrifices and offerings to me during those forty years in the desert. Instead, you carried the tent where the god Molech is worshipped, and you took along the star of your god Raphan. You made those idols and worshipped them, so now I will have you carried off beyond Babylonia. The tent where our ancestors worshipped God was with them in the desert. This was the same tent that God had commanded Moses to make, and it was made like the model that Moses had seen. Later it was given to our ancestors and they took it with them when they went with Joshua. They carried the tent along as they took over the land from those people that God had chased out for them. Our ancestors used this tent until the time of King David. He pleased God and asked him if he could build a house of worship for the people of Israel. And it was finally King Solomon who built a house for God. But the Most High God doesn't live in houses made by humans. It is just as the prophet said when he spoke for the Lord, Heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. What kind of house will you build for me? In what place will I rest? I have made everything. You stubborn and hard-headed people! You are always fighting against the Holy Spirit, just as your ancestors did. Is there one prophet that your ancestors didn't ill-treat? They killed the prophets who told about the coming of the one who obeys God. 
And now you have turned against him and killed him. Angels gave you God's law, but you still don't obey it. When the council members heard Stephen's speech, they were angry and furious. But Stephen was filled with the Holy Spirit. He looked towards heaven, where he saw our glorious God and Jesus standing at his right side. Then Stephen said, I see heaven open and the Son of Man standing at the right side of God. The council members shouted and covered their ears. All at once they attacked Stephen and dragged him out of the city. Then they started throwing stones at him. The men who had brought charges against him put their coats at the feet of a young man named Saul. As Stephen was being stoned to death, he called out, Lord Jesus, please welcome me. He knelt down and shouted, Lord, don't blame them for what they have done. Then he died. Acts chapter 8 Saul approved the stoning of Stephen. Some faithful followers of the Lord buried Stephen and mourned very much for him. At that time, the church in Jerusalem suffered terribly. All the Lord's followers, except the apostles, were scattered everywhere in Judea and Samaria. Saul started making a lot of trouble for the church, he went from house to house, arresting men and women and putting them in jail. The Lord's followers who had been scattered went from place to place, telling the good news. Philip went to the city of Samaria and told the people about Christ. They crowded around Philip because they were eager to hear what he was saying and to see him perform miracles. Many people with evil spirits were healed, and the spirits went out of them with a shout. A lot of crippled and lame people were also healed. Everyone in that city was very glad because of what was happening. For some time, a man named Simon had lived in the city of Samaria and had amazed the people. He practised witchcraft and claimed to be somebody great. Everyone, rich and poor, crowded around him. They said, this man is the power of God called the Great Power. For a long time, Simon had used witchcraft to amaze the people, and they kept crowding around him. But when they believed what Philip was saying about God's kingdom and about the name of Jesus Christ, they were all baptised. Even Simon believed and was baptised. He stayed close to Philip because he marvelled at all the miracles and wonders. The apostles in Jerusalem heard that some people in Samaria had accepted God's message, and they sent Peter and John. When the two apostles arrived, they prayed that the people would be given the Holy Spirit. Before this, the Holy Spirit had not been given to anyone in Samaria, though some of them had been baptised in the name of the Lord Jesus. Peter and John then placed their hands on everyone who had faith in the Lord, and they were given the Holy Spirit. Simon noticed that the Spirit was given only when the apostles placed their hands on the people. So he bought money and said to Peter and John, Let me have this power too. Then anyone I place my hands on will also be given the Holy Spirit. Peter said to him, You and your money will both end up in hell if you think you can buy God's gift. You don't have any part in this, and God sees that your heart isn't right. 
Get rid of these evil thoughts and ask God to forgive you. I can see that you are jealous and bound by your evil ways. Simon said, Please pray to the Lord so that what you said won't happen to me. After Peter and John had preached about the Lord, they returned to Jerusalem. On their way, they told the good news in many villages of Samaria. The Lord's angel said to Philip, Go south along the desert road that leads from Jerusalem to Gaza. So Philip left. An important Ethiopian official happened to be going along that road in his chariot. He was the chief treasurer for Candace, the queen of Ethiopia. The official had gone to Jerusalem to worship and was now on his way home. He was sitting in his chariot, reading the book of the prophet Isaiah. The spirit told Philip to catch up with the chariot. Philip ran up close and heard the man reading aloud from the book of Isaiah. Philip asked him, Do you understand what you are reading? The official answered, How can I understand unless someone helps me? He then invited Philip to come up and sit beside him. The man was reading the passage that said, He was led like a sheep on its way to be killed. He was silent as a lamb whose wool is being cut off, and he did not say a word. He was treated like a nobody and did not receive a fair trial. How can he have children if his life is snatched away? The official said to Philip, Tell me, was the prophet talking about himself or about someone else? So Philip began at this place in the scriptures and explained the good news about Jesus. As they were going along the road, they came to a place where there was some water. The official said, Look, here is some water. Why can't I be baptized? He ordered the chariot to stop. Then they both went down into the water, and Philip baptized him. After they had come out of the water, the Lord's Spirit took Philip away. The official never saw him again, but he was very happy as he went on his way. Philip later appeared in Azotus. He went from town to town, all the way to Caesarea, telling people about Jesus. Acts chapter 9 Saul kept on threatening to kill the Lord's followers. He even went to the high priest and asked for letters to the Jewish leaders in Damascus. He did this because he wanted to arrest and take to Jerusalem any man or woman who had accepted the Lord's way. When Saul had almost reached Damascus, a bright light from heaven suddenly flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice that said, Saul, Saul, why are you so cruel to me? Who are you? Saul asked. I am Jesus, the Lord answered. I am the one you are so cruel to. Now get up and go into the city where you'll be told what to do. The men with Saul stood there speechless. They had heard the voice, but they had not seen anyone. Saul got up from the ground, and when he opened his eyes, he could not see a thing. Someone then led him by the hand to Damascus, and for three days he was blind and did not eat or drink. 
A follower named Ananias lived in Damascus, and the Lord spoke to him in a vision. Ananias answered, Lord, here I am. The Lord said to him, Get up and go to the house of Judas in Straight Street. When you get there, you will find a man named Saul from the city of Tarsus. Saul is praying, and he has seen a vision. He saw a man named Ananias coming to him and putting his hands on him, so that he could see again. Ananias replied, Lord, a lot of people have told me about the terrible things this man has done to your followers in Jerusalem. Now the chief priests have given him the power to come here and arrest anyone who worships in your name. The Lord said to Ananias, Go. I have chosen him to tell foreigners, kings, and the people of Israel about me. I will show him how much he must suffer for worshipping in my name. Ananias left and went into the house where Saul was staying. Ananias placed his hands on him and said, Saul, the Lord Jesus has sent me. He is the same one who appeared to you along the road. He wants you to be able to see and to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Suddenly, something like fish scales fell from Saul's eyes, and he could see. He got up and was baptized. Then he ate and felt much better. For several days, Saul stayed with the Lord's followers in Damascus. Soon he went to the Jewish meeting places and started telling people that Jesus is the Son of God. Everyone who heard Saul was amazed and said, Isn't this the man who caused so much trouble for those people in Jerusalem who worship in the name of Jesus? Didn't he come here to arrest them and take them to the chief priests? Saul preached with such power that he completely confused the Jewish people in Damascus as he tried to show them that Jesus is the Messiah. Later, some of them made plans to kill Saul, but he found out about it. He learned that they were guarding the gates of the city day and night in order to kill him. Then one night, his followers let him down over the city wall in a large basket. When Saul arrived in Jerusalem, he tried to join the followers, but they were all afraid of him because they did not believe he was a true follower. Then Barnabas helped him by taking him to the apostles. He explained how Saul had seen the Lord and how the Lord had spoken to him. Barnabas also said that when Saul was in Damascus, he spoke bravely in the name of Jesus. Saul moved about freely with the followers in Jerusalem and told everyone about the Lord. He was always arguing with the Jews who spoke Greek, and so they tried to kill him. But the followers found out about this and took Saul to Caesarea. From there they sent him to the city of Tarsus. The church in Judea, Galilee and Samaria now had a time of peace and kept on worshipping the Lord. The church became stronger as the Holy Spirit encouraged it and helped it to grow. While Peter was travelling from place to place, he visited the Lord's followers who lived in the town of Lydda. There he met a man named Aeneas, who for eight years had been sick in bed and could not move. Peter said to Aeneas, Jesus Christ has healed you. Get up and make up your bed. Straight away he stood up. Many people in the towns of Lydda and Sharon saw Aeneas and became followers of the Lord. In Joppa, there was a follower named Tabitha. Her Greek name was Dorcas, which means gazelle.
She was always doing good things for people and had given much to the poor. But she became ill and died, and her body was washed and placed in an upstairs room. Joppa wasn't far from Lida, and the followers heard that Peter was there. They sent two men to say to him, Please come with us. As quickly as you can. Straight away Peter went with them. The men took Peter upstairs into the room. Many widows were there crying. They showed him the coats and clothes that Dorcas had made while she was still alive. After Peter had sent everyone out of the room, he knelt down and prayed. Then he turned to the body of Dorcas and said, Tabitha, get up. The woman opened her eyes, and when she saw Peter, she sat up. He took her by the hand and helped her to her feet. Peter called in the widows and the other followers and showed them that Dorcas had been raised from death. Everyone in Joppa heard what had happened, and many of them put their faith in the Lord. Peter stayed on for a while in Joppa, in the house of a man named Simon, who made leather. Acts chapter 10 In Caesarea there was a man named Cornelius, who was the captain of a group of soldiers called the Italian Unit. Cornelius was a very religious man. He worshipped God, and so did everyone else who lived in his house. He had given a lot of money to the poor, and was always praying to God. One afternoon, at about three o'clock, Cornelius had a vision. He saw an angel from God coming to him and calling him by name. Cornelius was surprised and stared at the angel. Then he asked, What is this all about? The angel answered, God has heard your prayers and knows about your gifts to the poor. Now, send some men to Joppa for a man named Simon Peter. He is staying with Simon the Leathermaker, who lives in a house near the sea. After saying this, the angel left. Cornelius called in two of his servants and one of his soldiers who worshipped God. He explained everything to them and sent them off to Joppa. The next day, about midday, these men were coming near Joppa. Peter went up on the roof of the house to pray and became very hungry. While the food was being prepared, he fell sound asleep and had a vision. He saw heaven open and something came down like a huge sheet held up by its four corners. In it were all kinds of animals, snakes and birds. A voice said to him, Peter, get up. Kill these and eat them. But Peter said, Lord, I can't do that. I've never eaten anything that is unclean and not fit to eat. The voice spoke to him again. When God says that something can be used for food, don't say it isn't fit to eat. This happened three times before the sheet was suddenly taken back to heaven. Peter was still wondering what all this meant when the men sent by Cornelius came and stood at the gate. They had found their way to Simon's house and were asking if Simon Peter was staying there. While Peter was still thinking about the vision, the Holy Spirit said to him, Three men are here looking for you. Hurry down and go with them. Don't worry, I sent them. Peter went down and said to the men, I am the one you are looking for. Why have you come? They answered, Captain Cornelius sent us. He's a good man who worship God and is liked by the Jewish people. One of God's holy angels told Cornelius to send for you so he could hear what you have to say. 
Peter invited them to spend the night. The next morning, Peter and some of the Lord's followers in Joppa left with the men who had come from Cornelius. The next day, they arrived in Caesarea, where Cornelius was waiting for them. He had also invited his relatives and close friends. When Peter arrived, Cornelius greeted him. Then he knelt at Peter's feet and started worshipping him. But Peter took hold of him and said, Stand up. I am nothing more than a human. As Peter entered the house, he was still talking with Cornelius. Many people were there, and Peter said to them, You know that we Jews are not allowed to have anything to do with other people. But God has shown me that he doesn't think anyone is unclean or unfit. I agreed to come here, but I want to know why you sent for me. Cornelius answered, Four days ago, at about three o'clock in the afternoon, I was praying at home. Suddenly a man in bright clothes stood in front of me. He said, Cornelius, God has heard your prayers, and he knows about your gifts to the poor. Now send to Joppa for Simon Peter. He is staying in the home of Simon the leathermaker, who lives near the sea. I sent for you straight away, and you have been good enough to come. All of us are here in the presence of the Lord God, so that we can hear what he has to say. Peter then said, Now I am certain that God treats all people alike. God is pleased with everyone who worships him and does right, no matter what nation they come from. This is the same message that God gave to the people of Israel when he sent Jesus Christ, the Lord of all, to offer peace to them. You know what happened everywhere in Judea. It all began in Galilee after John had told everyone to be baptised. God gave the Holy Spirit and power to Jesus from Nazareth. He was with Jesus as he went around doing good and healing everyone who was under the power of the devil. We all saw what Jesus did both in Israel and in the city of Jerusalem. Jesus was put to death on a cross. But three days later, God raised him to life and let him be seen. Not everyone saw him. He was seen only by us who ate and drank with him after he was raised from death. We were the ones God chose to tell others about him. God told us to announce clearly to the people that Jesus is the one he has chosen to judge the living and the dead. Every one of the prophets has said that all who have faith in Jesus will have their sins forgiven in his name. While Peter was still speaking, the Holy Spirit took control of everyone who was listening. Some Jewish followers of the Lord had come with Peter. And they were surprised that the Holy Spirit had been given to Gentiles. Now they were hearing Gentiles speaking unknown languages and praising God. Peter said, These Gentiles have been given the Holy Spirit, just as we have. I am certain that no one would dare stop us from baptising them. Peter ordered them to be baptised in the name of Jesus Christ, and they asked him to stay on for a few days. Acts Chapter 11 The apostles and the followers in Judea heard that Gentiles had accepted God's message. So when Peter came to Jerusalem, some of the Jewish followers started arguing with him. They wanted Gentile followers to be circumcised. And they said you stayed in the home of Gentiles and you even ate with them. Then Peter told them exactly what had happened. 
I was in the town of Joppa and was praying when I fell sound asleep and had a vision. I saw heaven open and something like a huge sheet held by its four corners came down to me. When I looked in it, I saw animals, wild beasts, snakes and birds. I heard a voice saying to me, Peter, get up, kill these and eat them. But I said, Lord, I can't do that. I've never taken a bite of anything that is unclean and not fit to eat. The voice from heaven spoke to me again. When God says that something can be used for food, don't say it isn't fit to eat. This happened three times before it was all taken back into heaven. Suddenly, three men from Caesarea stood in front of the house where I was staying. The Holy Spirit told me to go with them and not to worry. Then six of the Lord's followers went with me to the home of a man who told us that an angel had appeared to him. The angel had ordered him to send to Joppa for someone named Simon Peter. Then Peter would tell him how he and everyone in his house could be saved. After I started speaking, the Holy Spirit was given to them, just as the Spirit had been given to us at the beginning. I remembered that the Lord had said, John baptised with water, but you will be baptised with the Holy Spirit. God gave those Gentiles the same gift that he gave us when we put our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. So how could I have gone against God? When they heard Peter say this, they stopped arguing and started praising God. They said God has now let Gentiles turn to him and he has given life to them. Some of the Lord's followers had been scattered because of the terrible trouble that started when Stephen was killed. They went as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus and Antioch, but they told the message only to the Jews. Some of the followers from Cyprus and Cyrene went to Antioch and started telling Gentiles the good news about the Lord Jesus. The Lord's power was with them, and many people turned to the Lord and put their faith in him. News of what was happening reached the church in Jerusalem. Then they sent Barnabas to Antioch. When Barnabas got there and saw what God had been kind enough to do for them, he was very glad. So he begged them to remain faithful to the Lord with all their hearts. Barnabas was a good man of great faith, and he was filled with the Holy Spirit. Many more people turned to the Lord. Barnabas went to Tarsus to look for Saul. He found Saul and brought him to Antioch, where they met with the church for a whole year and taught many of its people. There in Antioch, the Lord's followers were first called Christians. During this time, some prophets from Jerusalem came to Antioch. One of them was Agabus. Then, with the help of the Spirit, he told that there would be a terrible famine everywhere in the world, and it happened when Claudius was emperor. The followers in Antioch decided to send whatever help they could to the followers in Judea, so they asked Barnabas and Saul to take their gifts to the church leaders in Jerusalem. 